Hello, and welcome back to K-Drama Rants. My name is Melanie, and I like to rant about K-Dramas. Today we're talking about episode 7 of King the Land. Last week, we left Sarang upset that Juan was being friendly with another woman, and she ended up having a party at home with her friends to get her mind off it, until Juan showed up. Episode 7 takes us back to the birthday party at King the Land, with him telling the girl that she should find someone else to like and confessing he already has someone he likes. So he pulls up to Sarang's house with a bag in his hands. Sarang opens the door and is mortified to be seen kneeling to pick up the food left at her door. Wan gets down on her level and steps inside, only to see her friends dancing awkwardly. Her friends startle and throw pillows at him because there's a strange man in their house. Next, we see them sitting down, pretending not to be drunk and trying to have a civil conversation with the strange man that showed up to their house. Sarang has told them that he is a employee of King Land. They get like two exchanges in before they start talking smack about Kuwon, who Sarang's friends think is going to be also a point of contention for Wan, who is sitting there because they don't know that this man is Wan. And they're accusing him of being an Epo baby because he is. And they start talking about how Sarang doesn't like this man and and has had a rough time with him. So Juan is like, hmm, interesting. But obviously Sarang doesn't want him to know that she complains about him because, well, he's her boss. But when it comes time to introduce himself, Juan just calls himself Manager No, who is Sang-Sik. That's Sang-Sik's family name, just in case you are unaware. Then, Dal and Pyeong-ha introduce themselves. They all technically work for the same company, which is very hilarious, except that one of them owns it. With the pleasantries out of the way, they start teasing Won and Sarang because he's there to give her some medicines since he thought she looked unwell earlier. So they're like, ooh, he likes you, shit like that. And Sarang is, like, trying to get them to stop because he's her boss. But obviously, they don't know that because he introduced himself as somebody else entirely. Then Won asks for a little privacy. So they leave. And he has a chance to explain to Sarang, who is extremely jealous that the girl he hugged is not, in fact, his girlfriend. And then he does the thing that he's, like, very prone to doing. He very calmly looks into her eyes and, like, tries to tell her via his eyes that like he is in love with this woman and he like explains to her that he will do literally whatever she wants which includes not hugging anyone and she still won't let herself believe that he likes her she's just like looking at him also very intently and like looking confused and like but about what however to be fair to her she still hasn't heard him straight up tell her that he likes her, so give her some slack. Bitches need to be hit upside the head with the facts in order to believe him sometimes, okay? It's me. I'm bitches. Look, my best friend was in love with me in high school for seven years, and I didn't know until we stopped being friends, and my other friends were like, oh, you really had no clue, didn't you? And I was like, bitch, why would I know? Why would I know? Because nobody told me, okay? And then on reflection, I was like, oh, shit, you're right. You're totally right. That was weird. 
that that wasn't normal friend behavior. That was someone who likes you behavior. Anyway, Sarang and Juan leave the house and go for a walk, during which he asks her on a date. And then he asked for all the times that she would be available so that he could coordinate this date. And she still won't give him a straight answer. She's like, I'll tell you. I'll let you know. And he's like, just tell me. Okay, just tell me. (laughs) He then very smoothly and like nonchalantly saves her from an oncoming motorbike which of course reminds me that this show is straight up yoinked from a fanfic because like what the fuck he's just like no reaction in his face he pulls her out of the way and the motorbike keeps going and she's like but he's just like keep walking and talking like nothing i'm just like oh my god it was like something i read in middle school (laughs) he then holds her hands and takes her on another lap around the block next scene Pyongwan is harassed again by the pilot that we saw like a couple episodes ago. Apparently, there's a skeleton in her closet that he knows about and will spread if he gets angry at her. So he's threatening her with it. He's blackmailing her. Then Roan walks in and again diffuses the situation just by being present and being a man. And the pilot walks away. He then tells Pyongwan, because he noticed the tension, to come to him with her problems. And I'm like, Okay, why the like she doesn't know you like that. Like you're just a coworker, even though you're trying not to be, but we'll see where that goes. And I'm very curious to see what Pyongwa's secret is. Like, does she have an affair with this man who is married, by the way? The pilot is married. Is that it? Because if it is, it's always the person in the relationship who is more wrong than the person who participated in the affair and was not in a relationship because the onus is on the person who is in a relationship to stop things. Not saying that it's okay to get into a relationship or like an affair with someone who is in a relationship. I'm just saying one of them actually did make a commitment to someone else and is the one breaking the commitment. You know what I mean? Later, we see Sumi delivering an outfit to Sarang at King the Land so that she can change into it. And Sumi is angry because she has to deliver it to her, even though she didn't request this delivery. It's like coming from Huaran. I don't know, man. Angry people are so weird to me. Then Sarang's current manager notices that Sumi is treating Sarang like shit for no fucking reason. And then John, the current manager, puts Sumi in her place. Apparently, Huaran wants her to do a press conference for her to boost her image, which is why she was given a new fit. She wants to play up the search and rescue mission of Sarang's so she can make back the money the company spent on saving her and also boost her image while she's at it, obviously. And she wants Sarang to thank Huaran instead of Won for saving her, even though Huaran would have let her die if it were up to her. So, fuck Huaran, even though I think she's a fantastic villain, fuck her all the way. Elsewhere in the hotel, Won is looking updates spots for Sarang and Sang-Shik walks in, catches him in the act, and offers Won some advice. And Won is like, I don't need your advice, but please tell me everything. And Sang-Shik starts comparing dating to an act of war. It's so fucking dumb. I'm not a huge fan of Sang-Shik. I think he's like sometimes a very good comedic relief, but a lot of the time he's just so extra for no reason. And then he gives Juan some dumb advice to keep running into Sarang and disappearing so that she misses him subconsciously. 
So he goes into King the Land, but he soon learns that Sarang is at a press conference instead of at work. So that's where he goes. Huaran and Sarang are in the middle of the press conference, and Sarang says the BS that Huaran wants her to say. But she also takes the opportunity to thank Wan as well. So Wan looks very pleased with himself, and he walks away satisfied. And Huanan doesn't even look all that angry. She's like, hmm, I. <laughs> but Sang-shik is angry on Wan's behalf that Huanan is stealing his spotlight. But again, Wan cares not for taking over the company until, very importantly, I think he's changing the game. Sang-shik points out that he can do right by his employees if he gains more power in the company. So that means, in Wan's mind, that he needs more power in the company so that he can keep Sarang safe. So, obviously, he's going to have to start playing the game now. And then we start a storyline, which, not my fave, I will say that. Wan <laughs> goes to see his sister, who is trying to get some Arab prince to stay at their hotel, but is having no luck. He tells Huaran that it was his plan to have Sarang mention him during the press conference so that Sarang doesn't get in trouble. He's basically come to declare war against his sister for his girlie's gain. The rest of, I don't know, decision makers at this hotel walk in and his father is there and like asks Huaran what's up with the Arab prince. And she's like, I think because he will be staying at King the Land and my brother is the one in charge of King the Land, he should be the one to handle getting the Arab prince to stay at our hotel, knowing full well that she's done everything she could and she has not managed to get that man to decide to stay at King Hotel. So she wants Juan to fail so that she looks good in comparison. Then when Sarang gets back to the hotel, the other employees dump cleaning up King Land on her since they're all resentful little whiny babies because she had to do Huaran's bidding, even though like that's her job, she just has to do whatever Huaran tells her to do. So it's like, why are y'all angry at her? It's not on her. If you really think about it, they're the ones that made her go to that ginseng digger place. And if she hadn't gone there, she wouldn't have been stranded and she wouldn't have had a rescue mission go after her. And she wouldn't have had to do this press conference. So really, they should be cleaning up because she's been doing all this shit because of them. You know what I mean? But Sarang, who is a bigger and better person than me, complains not and does her job. And who finds her cleaning up? Juan himself. He asks her to go to coffee with him, and she declines since she has to clean. So Juan helps her. He doesn't do it as well as she does, so she takes the opportunity to teach him how she does what she does with so much care. She assigns so much meaning and depth to putting a tablecloth on a table. It's kind of hilarious, but also a little sweet. And it is very cute that he pays so much attention to what she's doing and like her explanation and like how much care she puts into it and like what she's interested in. I love that. I love that male yearning, that pining. Though I will say she is a bit extra about the tablecloths. Like you do not need to care that much about how the tablecloths lay on the table. <laughs> then they have a, a nice little moment where Saran kind of concedes that she does think about him sometimes because he's like, why don't you ever think about me? And she's like, I didn't say I don't think about you. Like, I've never said that at all. And he's like, Ooh, okay. And then we go back to Dalil, whose manager is just so fucking annoying. 
and I hate the way that was treated because it's like so realistic that people are so annoying around her. I try to get through these scenes as fast as possible. Basically, her manager wants their store to increase their sales by 30% instead of 20%, which is what the company initially asked for. And she promises Dallas sales team a trip to Southeast Asia if they manage a 30% increase instead of like a more normal trip. I'm not sure where the other trip is for just a 20% increase. And we can tell that they're going to break their backs for this increase in sales and not get what is promised to them. So love that. And Dalu can tell something's fishy, but her team is blinded by the promise of a Southeast Asia trip. So she gives in and conceives that they're going to try to get to that 30% increase. So not looking forward to that. Back in Juan's dad's world, where he seems to just have lunches and dinners with other hoteliers, the guy who runs the hotel where the Arab prince that King Hotel wants to host will probably stay, rubs it in his face that, hey, the prince is going to stay at my place. Sarang walks in, serving them drinks. Then another employee comes in to tell Juan's dad that actually the prince has agreed to stay at King Hotel. Apparently, Juan knows the prince personally, and he made a phone call where he promised anything to him. And it ends up being that the contract states that Juan has to be the prince's server, basically. Sangshi tries to prove to Juan that this is a terrible contract for him because Juan is not very good at being subservient and tries to make Juan practice serving someone else by serving him, Sangshi. And I will say, I don't know Korean all that well, and I can barely tell accents apart, but I am fairly certain that this man put on an accent to pretend to be the prince. And not gonna lie, <laughs> felt a little racist. Just a smidge. And once again, instead of using his words about how he does not like serving Sangshi, one violently pushes Sangshi out of the, his office love that. I love that so much. Every time it happens, it brings a twinkle to my eye. Next thing we see, the prince arrives and there's like a whole ass press conference for this man. Juan drives him to the hotel and opens a car door for him. The prince, Samir, is delighting in making Juan do all this shit for him. I mean, fair enough. I would also delight in making Juan do all that shit for me. Juan tries to welcome him to the hotel, but he is distracted by Sarang who was chosen to be the employee representative to give him flowers on behalf of King Hotel. And it was at this moment when he was saying hello to Sarang that I realized that he's played by Anupam Tripathi, the guy who played Ali in Squid Games. They did my boy dirty then, and I bet they're going to do him dirty again. I don't think this man is going to get treated very well in this show. One immediately realizes that Samir is into Sarang, so he tries to take over their interactions, but Samir asks her for a meal, so she has to eat with him because that's her job. And one tries to take her away from him, but Samir lords the contract over him, so he has to say yes. Now everyone's unhappy because one has to see Sarang treat Samir like the VIP he is. Sarang has to be once again the center of attention when all she wants is to be a good hotel employee, and Samir doesn't get to be alone with Sarang. Lovely. 
Samir has to go off to like a fucking meeting or something. I don't know. For a bit. So Sarang and Juan make a deal while they're alone together to convince Samir that he made a good decision to stay at their hotel. And she even teaches him how to smile, even when he's not feeling it. And once again, they have a little intense moment where he looks at her in a way that screams, please notice that I love you. And she still won't really acknowledge it, even though I think it's kind of like getting in there. But you all know that I need explicit words and apparently so does Sarang. Samir then pulls up to this conversation that these two are having and they end up at a palace from the Joseon era. I'm not sure that's how you pronounce that, but I think that's the closest I can get. Sarang gives Samir a bit of a history lesson and now he's clearly having a thing for her. He did mention earlier while they were having lunch that his first love was Korean, which is why he learned Korean because he's been talking in Korean this whole time. So it seems like he's trying to recreate that first love with Sarang. Won tries to stop this situation from happening, but because of the contract, Samir sends him away to fetch some coffee. And as he leaves, he gives an offhand comment that the palace seems familiar. And I think it's a nod to him playing King Yongjo, where he played, obviously, a king at a palace. I assume it's the same set. And the show is called The Red Sleeve. I'm assuming this is what's going on. It's a very, very funny scene. He walks away very dramatically and, like, his coat flaps in the wind. I make this joke with my friends when I watch K-dramas with them. But, like, for some reason, K-dramas only take place in cold months. There's very few K-dramas that happen during the summer. I think the fashions are just better. So every single K-drama happens to be winter. So we call it the eternal winter of Korea. I think if you start noticing that, you'll never not notice it. That like pretty much every K-drama takes place during fall, winter, or spring. Whenever there's like a summer scene, I notice it. <laughs> but this, this show hasn't had a, a summer scene, I don't think. Yeah, not, not even the beach scenes have been summer, I don't think. <laughs> One comes back and finds Samir thanking the heavens that Sarang is single, so he interrupts them. And then Samir's eye catches a sign for a traditional nuptials ceremony. It's fake. It's a fake ceremony at the palace and asks Sarang to do it with him. Juan won't have it because he's in love with this woman. So he goes to rip up the contract and like basically gives Samir all his money back. But Sarang cannot let her job be threatened or let one fail. So she accepts the proposition. So they go ahead with the fake ceremony. However, somehow, we don't know yet, one manages to take the groom's place, leaving Sarang shook when he unveils himself when he like walks in with his face all covered. I can't imagine that this isn't going to end up in an international incident because holy shit. <laughs> He's supposed to be really accommodating to this prince. And he just completely took away what he wanted. So either next episode, we're going to see that like one somehow manages to convince Samir like, hey, I really love this woman. Please don't do this. Um, or he like fucking tied up Samir somewhere. Like it's one of the two. And I'm pretty sure it's the second one. <laughs> this show is so fucking silly. Um, not great at handling uh, different ethnic backgrounds. So I'm once again choosing to ignore that this is an Indian man playing an Arab prince from a non-specified country. So I'm just going to choose to ignore that and continue on with it. 
I am pretty pumped for a wedding before even a first kiss. I think that's pretty, pretty juicy, a first time for me in terms of K-drama, so I'm all in. And I am looking forward to learn what Pyeongla's secret is, because, like, what could she have done, you know? So, as always, you can reach out to me at koreandramarants at gmail.com or at koreandramarants on Instagram. And if you can find another way to beat me via the internet, go right ahead. I'm not going to stop you. I'm already receiving suggestions for next season. It's still months away because I'm only on episode seven of this show. But if you want to start sending them over now, you're totally welcome to. I'll keep track of them. Catch y'all next week, episode eight of King the Land. Thanks for listening. Bye.